just remembering that it's your day as well. I mean, I come from a Middle Eastern background, so there's a lot of um, cultural things that are sort of not expected, but just everyone does. So like drummers and things like that. And when Carl and I really sat back and, um, you know, we decided to pair back a little bit, we were like, oh, that's not really us. And so just, you know, staying true to your yourselves. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today we are interviewing real bride Marina, who just literally got married um, a week ago, I think, isn't it, Marina? Yes. Oh, weeks? no, two, two and a half two weeks, weeks now. Gosh, it goes oh, good. Yes. yes, just before the Melbourne lockdown. So we're really interested to hear all about your story. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I actually listened to your podcast all through my planning so it's so weird being on it but ah that's awesome <laughs> bit of a circle <laughs> marina tell us a little bit about yourself sure so my name's marina i'm 26 um born and raised from um, melbourne um uh, what else i'm an osteopath and yeah got married to my now husband only two and a half weeks ago so fresh so that's fresh. so cool though to get to relive it how did you and your partner meet so oh we don't have a great oh it's a good story not really I randomly added him <laughs> on <laughs> Facebook <laughs> many years ago um I think I was actually looking for photos of myself in a nightclub kind of <laughs> album. Oh my god! Oh my so god! Much. <laughs> yes. Which nightclub? That's what we all want to know. All the brides from Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> I can't you. tell you. Can't tell you. But um, I think I saw a photo of him and I was like, oh, cute. And then I added him and we started chatting. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a slow burn, but we um took it easy just had fun for a while and then about six months after that we were pretty official and so you and your husband's name is it Carl Carl yes yeah so you Carl, how uh, how long were you guys together um before he proposed um I think it was about four years okay and, and how, how did, did he do, do it? it did he surprise you he did actually. So we were on a holiday. We went to Egypt and Malta. Oh, wow. Um, this would have been, yeah, it was so good. This would have been sort of late 2019. So we snuck it in. Do you know what? I don't think any, there are so many couples and, and brides that we talk to that had amazing holidays in 2019. <gasps> that year <laughs> feels like a lifetime ago now. It does. It doesn't. Oh, it really wow. wasn't that long ago. No, it? not crazy. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so we did about um, three weeks in Egypt and then about a week or so in Malta. And it was pretty much the second last day of our trip. Um, we were in Malta and a little bit of background story. So our birthdays were around that time and we said, we're not going to do any presents this year. We're just going to book like fun things to do while we're away. Um, so I booked um, this sort of like private sail on a yacht or charter. I don't really know what it's called, but um, around Malta. And it was so, um, it was lovely. We just had this 
lovely little Maltese man and his wife with us and she was cooking for us like a full three-course meal um, sailing around Malta. It was beautiful. And then, yeah, we went to take a photo with the sunset. Um, the man's wife was taking a photo and then Carl popped the question. <gasps> had he, well, he had a ring, so he'd obviously planned to do it over there or what, how? Oh, good on him. I, he actually lost the ring. Um, I didn't know <gasps> Oh, this. my God. <laughs> oh, jeez. So because he did it so late in our trip, we lost our luggage um, <gasps> in Egypt and classic, like, man move. The ring was in his big suitcase. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But he pl- I had no idea. Like, I was like, don't stress. It's just clothes. Like, oh. <laughs> you would have been like, dying. why is he... You know, why is he making such a big deal about this? And meanwhile, there's this half a house sitting in the luggage in Egypt. I know. It was actually my mum making a big... So my mum was in Egypt with us because we were there for a family wedding. And um, she was freaking out. She's like, my jewellery, my this, my that. But she was freaking out about the ring. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh. (laughs) So what... So what happened? Where did you get, did you get your luggage back? We did. We did. Um, It was funny when they brought the luggage, it was only my suitcase that came back at first. (laughs) So I was all happy. (laughs) I was like, great. Um, But yeah, Carl's suitcase came a couple of days later. How stressful for the poor guy. I know the poor thing. (laughs) Now you got engaged and I'm just looking through your Instagram and it looks like you had the bridal shower of all bridal showers. It looked pretty <laughs> it was insane. So good. It was pretty so insane. pretty. Yeah, it was, it was so much fun. It was just like a Sunday afternoon. Um, we turned a cafe into just, it was so pretty. It was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And you had a chocolate fondue Yes, we had a melted chocolate, chocolate. Oh, amazing. And champagne with barrow floss and everything was pink. Yeah, pink we just we wanted it all. We said we'll have it all. <laughs> <laughs> Marina, tell us a little bit. So he proposed to you overseas and then you guys came back. And did you start your planning process for your wedding straight away? Um, pretty much. We started planning our engagement first. Yep. So we ended up having that um, in Jan 2020. So oh, also very that lucky. in too. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah, we, we, I think we booked our wedding in uh, maybe November or December of 2019. So yeah. also before we knew what was about to happen. Yeah. Um, and we had always booked it for May 2021. Beautiful. And May is not a traditional month that people get married in because everybody's got this crazy notion that, oh, let's get married in spring in Victoria, which is wild because it rains so much. Oh, they're like, let's get married in summer in Victoria, which can hit 35 degrees. What did Was there a reason you guys picked a bit later in the year? Well, I love autumn. I think yeah. it's really beautiful. Um, the rain's a bit of a question mark, but it always is in Melbourne anyway. You just don't know, do you? Don't know. And we wanted to go to Europe <laughs> for our honeymoon. <laughs> so <laughs> there was that as well. I love it. Okay, amazing. And did you enlist your venue was Metropolis? 
Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So did you use those guys to help you find all your other suppliers or did you use Instagram? How did you go about the planning process? Um, a bit of everything. So yeah. when we did our site inspection, um, the lovely lady who showed us around, I had asked her, cause I really wanted to get a stylist. Um, I had asked her, do you know any stylists that have worked here quite a bit? And she kind of said, I don't want to toot my own horn, but, um, I like, we can do a styling package for you and blah, 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 blah. And and we really got along with her. I just, we were like, yeah, that extra fee to have yes. the styling with them done. Um, and that was great. So they, they literally made mood boards for us and contacted all our suppliers, got us all of our quotes. Um, so it was a very easy process. That's so good. So you're able to utilize and leverage your venue to be able to select and I suppose organize all your other suppliers for you. Yeah, yeah. And they were great. Like sometimes it can be, you hear stories about um, going sort of in-house with the venue um, Mm -hmm. as not being, I guess, I don't know the word, um, you know, like super detailed, um, but they were amazing. And yeah, and I used, of course, Pinterest and Instagram, but Carl and I are very decisive. So like we would just see a couple of photos and be like, yep. We That's like it. that or we don't yep. like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so if your suppliers were pretty good at running them through the venue, how did you go selecting your dress? That's obviously one, It's that's the anomaly in such an incredible process. Yes, it's so much fun. So I knew I wanted to get my dress custom made um, just because why not? Like (laughs) it's a once in a lifetime. So um, I met up with a couple of designers and I really clicked with Sam from Oglia Loro. Um, And yeah, we tried on a couple of designs, but I pretty much, you know, you kind of know what suits your body type and what you like. And we went from there and um, it's such a fun process. It's a little bit nerve wracking if you're a huge control freak um, because yep. you don't really get to see <laughs> what it's going to look like until mm. right at the end. Nah. Um, but you've got to put a bit of trust, I think, in in the designer as well. And yeah. do you have a ceremony and reception dress or did you carry your dress through? We've had a few questions about, do you need to have two dresses? What does everybody do? Is this just a thing or am I getting sucked in? What, what did you do? Did you have a ceremony and a reception dress or a party dress? So I wanted to keep my dress on for the whole day. Um, yeah. I just didn't want to part ways with my dress and I just wanted to make sure my one dress was exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Um, so I had the same dress, but I did have detachable sleeves. So I wore the sleeves for the ceremony and then I took them off for the reception. You took them off for the reception. Ooh, that is actually a really cost-effective way of having like a second kind of fresh, fun feel to your dress. Exactly. Yeah. And it really did change the whole the whole look of the dress anyway. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I loved that. And you know what? With custom design, you put so much effort and like you said before, so much trust and you, you have such a uh, focus on that for such a long time before you you sign it off and it gets created for you. That yeah, you kind of wanna keep it 
on for as long as you can. I mean, yeah. And I mean, you spend so much money on a custom dress. It's like, you know, make the most of it. And wear it more than, you know, yeah, 45 minutes in your ceremony. (laughs) Exactly. So talking money, did you guys... Did you have a budget? Did you go into your wedding with a budget? Did you blow that budget? How did it all go? Did you have a good idea of what, where you wanted to end? We had a general sort of ballpark, but um, as I think all the brides say, we definitely went over. Um, we had 165 guests. So okay. <laughs> the it's like not just the per head cost, it's like the napkin for every single person, mm-hmm. the bomberi. Um, <laughs> so it, um, it really, really adds up. But we, we oh, I wouldn't say stuck to it, but we were around about where we thought we would be, a little bit over. That's good. And I suppose, you know, dealing with suppliers who are recommended from venues or from like-minded suppliers, you might have an incredible photographer, which I saw you did, Lost in Love. Yeah, Lyndall and Daniel. And they would then be able, you'd be able to bounce other like-minded suppliers off them to kind of keep it all cohesive. Getting married at Metropolis in Melbourne, where, tell us a little bit about your day. Where did you guys, did you guys spend the night together before or were you separate? How did it all, how did it all work? We were separate. Um, We were at our parents' houses. Um, So I had all the bridesmaids at mine. We got up super early. So it was a very long day, but it was, it was chaotic, but so much fun. Um, we had makeup artists and hair come over and then our ceremony started at one o'clock and it was at a Coptic Orthodox church, um, in Armadale, which is basically near the city, very close to the city. Um, and that went for about an hour. We couldn't do a later ceremony because they had something on afterwards, like, I don't know, Sunday school or something like that. So, um, Yeah, we had to do a one o'clock ceremony, which was, um, it was nice anyway, but it just meant that there was a bit of a gap in between ceremony and reception. Um, So after that, we went for photos, which was kind of like my favourite part of the the day. It was just really nice being just Carl and I and Lyndall and Daniel from Lost in Love are just so great. They're just so relaxing and we had a really good time. And then there was um, canopy hour at about seven. So we wanted to have a late reception because we wanted it to go till late. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Being a Saturday night. Um, yeah, and a generally quite a young crowd as well. So we were happy to do that. And then, um, yeah, so the reception ended at about midnight. Amazing. Did you feel because you would have been going from an early hour because you had an earlier than usual ceremony? How did you feel when you got to midnight? Were you exhausted? I was not too bad. I think the adrenaline kicks in when it's your wedding day and it it honestly goes so quick. Like even just the reception, five hours sounds like a long time, but gosh, in a second, it's just, it's just gone. Yeah. 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 Um, so I wasn't too tired, but I think the days afterwards, it was a bit of a delayed reaction. I was pretty <laughs> wrecked after. Mm. <laughs> and so any, um, as you are moving through this process, it sounds pretty, it sounds pretty smooth. Um, you were able to, uh, 
get in between lockdowns, which is incredible. How did you feel in the lead up to your day though? Because for those who are listening and not in Melbourne, um, you know, they're all beautiful comments of we're in this together from so many countries and states, but nobody quite gets how taxing it's been on the people in Victoria and you know everybody for different reasons but especially those getting married the emotional roller coaster that you guys are going through to actually get there is mammoth how did you guys handle because you got married in May and we had had one or two lockdowns between New Year's and May like that that's crazy that's gonna set your you know anxiety up there like is this even going ahead how did you guys manage that kind of turmoil um, it is really hard because we saw friends after friends after friends postpone. Um, yeah. And it, my biggest fear was a snap lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because only having a day or two, you know, at that point, everything's paid for and your nails are done and everything's, yeah. you know, ready to go. The excitement's there. So that was my biggest fear. And I can't believe that we missed that only by a few days. Um but we just tried to stay positive and um, I don't know. It, we kind of said, look, at the end of the day, if it happens, it happens. If we yeah. have to postpone, what can you do? But it is hard in Melbourne because you see it go from uncapped weddings to weddings are not allowed for, you know, in, in the space of the day. It's wild. Um, mm. Yeah, so there's no in-betweener. So even though we had planned a guest list of 30 and 50 and 100, we kind of knew that it was either going to be all or nothing. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we just hoped for all. Um, and, yeah, I guess I was just afraid I would lose my suppliers that I really, really wanted. So, like, Lost in Love and Joseph Films and um, a whole bunch of others. So yeah. it's a bit of a nerve-wracking time, but I think if you just stay positive um and try and enjoy it that's all you can really do so we actually had yeah we actually had friends um some close friends that were set to get married the week after us so the weekend following so that's why we stuck around um to do a bit of a delayed honeymoon yeah um but yeah their wedding just didn't go ahead and it was really sad. it's really hard and it's it puts immense pressure on you guys as well because it's something that you should be so excited you want to shout it from the rooftops you want to have this incredible feeling like oh my god we're getting married and then to look at your friends who missed out a week later dulls your sparkle like it kind of takes that little bit of it's hard it's really it's really tough because you want to be mindful of them but you also want to be like, oh, my God, we got married. Ooh, we got like, married. We yeah, want to share all our photos. Totally. But it's, yeah. Yeah. Hard, hard position you're in. It's, yeah, but so glad for you guys that you were able to get there and it was, it looked like such an incredible day. Through your process, was there any, did anything, I suppose COVID's probably a near disaster in itself, but was everything pretty smooth? Did you have no real hiccups along the way or...? Look, everything was pretty smooth. We really enjoyed the planning process. Um, you know, like meetings with your suppliers are supposed to be fun and exciting. It shouldn't be too stressful. Yeah. Um, for us, though, the Tuesday before the wedding, so only a few days before, we got news that a sort of distant family member passed away. But that person who passed away, their entire 
family so siblings and things like that were all invited to the wedding um so my dad's side of the family um and they all said we we can't come anymore and so that was 18 people (laughs) that just couldn't come anymore and um it was it wasn't even the financial part because everything's paid for at that point but it was more just um firstly we wanted them to be there but also you know arranging tables again and things like that when you're only five days out is a little bit stressful a huge task yeah Yeah. and you know there's a few suppliers that go into that so people doing the seating chart and then metropolis of course but they were all so accommodating and we're very lucky that the seating chart wasn't printed yet so um that was that was all good that was a little bit of a stressful hiccup but um other than that everything everything was really good did they delay the seating chart do they is that general practice because I presume that you know people cancel last minute and things like that so they don't print it till last minute yeah yeah so they actually said to me do not stress um we don't print until like the Wednesday night or something like that anyway so make all the changes you need to make um we'll double check with you and then we'll go from there so and is that was that through Metropolis or through another supplier that you were using that was through Kerr Events, who did um, our seating chart, our custom dance floor, bridal table, stage. Um, so that was like our event hire company and they were amazing. so amazing. Yeah. That's so good. So Marina, now that you are married and it's so fresh for you, so, you know, this advice is right off your experience. You're not having to think too much. But what what can you give two couples or what what one piece that you think helped you get through this crazy time what piece of advice have you got I think I'm um, just aligning yourself with suppliers that um, are trusted and that you just know will do a good job um, it's always worth it I think um, you don't want to go with supplies that you've heard oh, they don't show up or they're always late because you're always going to be thinking about that in the back of your mind. So I think just investing in good suppliers that you know are going to do a great job so that you're stress-free is really, really important. Um, And then just remembering that it's your day as well. I mean, I come from a Middle Eastern background, so there's a lot of um, cultural things that are sort of not expected, but just everyone does. So like drummers and things like that. And when Carl and I really sat back and, um, you know, we decided to pair back a little bit, we were like, oh, that's not really us. And so just, you know, staying true to your yourselves, I guess. Oh, Marina, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on getting yes. married. That yeah. is so exciting. So we're really happy for you. And um We hope that you can go on your honeymoon soon. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hooray that this is all over. Oh, my annual leave's, like, taken up now, but that's okay. I know. Hopefully. Fingers crossed you can just (laughs) leave without pay anything to get to warmer weather so that you guys can just enjoy it. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. 
If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.